We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hey, hey, welcome everybody. It's another episode of the DFS podcast here on Rotowire, sponsored by FanDuel. I'm Joe Pizzapia, your host, and joining me, uh, Wilbur Pujols may have 600 home runs, but I think this man has at least 600 podcasts somewhere around this year already. It's the one, the only, the Todd father, Todd Zola. What's happening, buddy? Uh, 600 seems to be a little, a little bit high, but I'll take it. No, no, I, I think I think 600 is a good number. Oh, I mean, <laughs> if you think about how many shows you appear on throughout a year, how many podcasts, radio spots, I bet you're somewhere around there. You're you're hardworking man. Well, it, it, it's it's three a week, and one every other week, and maybe you count radio, so it's four a week. So no, 600. 600 is much. A little aggressive, right. but I mean, we're we're in triple digits. We are in triple digits. People that do this. I mean, there's others. I'm not the only one. Right. Well, and, and here's something that's going to irritate me. I'm sure it's going to irritate you. Albert Pools, when he gets to the ballot for the Hall of Fame, who's going to be the jerk-off who doesn't vote for Albert Pujols as a first ballot Hall of Famer? And, yeah, this because yeah, there's a certain – only the Yankees can get first ballots and all this stuff. Nah, is that what I, it is? Oh, but I, I mean, know. But you know what I, mean, I just really? realized, though? What? If I make six bad jokes a podcast – you can mm. spend 600 bad jokes in the course of a year. That is true. Okay, we found your 600 number. Well now, done. Now I just need 599 more. Ah, uh, well, we've only got a half hour left. We'll do our best. All right, let's All get right. to the pitchers tonight on Tuesday's slate. Speaking Heavy, of jokes, let's speaking get- of jokes, let's talk about some of these awful pitchers. I actually know that it's actually, actually a good crop tonight. Right, yeah, 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 it's a it's a cash game heavy crew here. You got Scherzer, Archer, Arietta, DeGrom, Robbie Ray, Paxton. So that's kind of the upper tier from 9,300 all the way up to 11,900. Now, when we're looking at these, Scherzer, obviously the, the top of the board here with 11,900. He's going to be in Los Angeles, great pitcher ballpark. Scherzer's always a good buy. You got Chris Archer going against the White Sox at home for 10,700. Arietta at homes, pitch better of late. DeGrom at Texas, which is a little bit trickier. But the one I want to talk about first is Robbie Ray who 
you know, home road splits are very drastic on him this year. It's a six seven five home ERA uh, on the road, .64. So I don't know if it gets possibly more drastic than that. But he does have the Padres in this matchup, the team that strikes out a ton. And I'm kind of curious what you think about this because when you, when you have people who are analyzing the data and they say, okay, Robbie Ray is on a roll. Robbie Ray also at home has been bad. But the Padres are such a swing and miss team. Is this just a perfect storm where maybe you actually get a little bit lower Robbie Ray ownership because of the home road splits, despite the fact that the matchup is very favorable for him? I think the other thing that keeps the ownership down is the uh, the five digit salary. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's not a cash game guy. You 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 open with cash game. He could possibly be a uh, he, the upside's there for uh, for tournament play, GPP play. But you know, I, I don't think I've, have we ever seen a five digit price of Robbie Ray yet. I mean, that's obviously matchup driven. But um, that 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 would be my only thing with 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 Robbie Ray. There is the uh, there's still enough there's enough downside. He can still walk the ballpark in the first inning, and then you're done. That that I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm paying ten thousand dollars for Robbie Ray. Well, in all fairness, too, just three walks in his last let's see, fourteen twenty three innings. Right, but what so, about the previous twenty three innings to of his well, prior? I'll, to I'll say more. I'll say more. <laughs> But the, the possibility. I'm just saying. I mean, if you play in one, if you play in one tournament, I don't know if I want to put you know everything on a ten thousand. You know, if it was eighty six hundred or you know less or whatever, maybe. But I mean, there's still the possibility of him blowing. I know it's at San Diego, et cetera, but um, there's some risk there, and it's the price. It's not baked into the price. Now, James Paxson had a couple starts already since returning from the disabled list. Both have been pretty good. Hasn't gotten too deep into either of those games. Is that a little concerning in this matchup here tonight? as he goes in there against Minnesota at home? I think uh, it is, but still six innings of Paxton with a pretty decent bullpen. Diaz is now, you know, Diaz is back, and so they, everybody else is sort of falling into place. I can see uh, six innings of Paxton being fine. Um, probably, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, just Scherzer's my cash guy, so in my head I'm thinking I'm, I'm, I'm using any of these other guys for tournaments. So I could see using Paxton in a tournament. Now, DeGrom coming off a bad start, probably his worst yeah. of the season so far. He's going to be in the American League ballpark. Is he worth the $1,000 savings roughly down from Scherzer, considering how great his strikeout rate's been, how good he's been? Texas hasn't exactly blown the doors off people all year. So uh, would you prefer to go, you know, at $1,700 more between DeGrom and Scherzer? And I personally have a tough time grasping that difference. I don't know if it's a $1,700 difference despite the American League ballpark factor tonight and despite DeGrom coming off as bad outing. In cash, it absolutely is. You know, you don't, in, in cash games, you don't need to finish first. You need to finish in the upper half. Right. And Scherzer gets you there. So, in, in, and there's, there's plenty of value on the card uh, to, to get in the hitters. So, it, 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 to me anyway, Scherzer's lock and load. Don't think twice. He's my cash game start, starter. No weather issues at all in L.A. I know it's L.A., but L.A. doesn't hit righties very well. And they have an above-average strikeout rate against right-handers. So, I mean, there's no question for me. I don't even like to – I don't like to ground for uh, tournaments. I know that the strikeout upside, but uh, at the five-digit price, there's this – for me, for GPPs, there's other players, other other possibilities. Now, the GPPs are not uh, – I mean, the lower-end arms tonight, I think, are very dangerous. There's really nobody out there that I can really stomach personally. But I, I, there are two controversial ones. I just want to throw them out there because I think it's – well, it's good radio and it's good podcasting, <laughs> and I think – I think it bears witness and discussion, at least, especially if you're a multiple lineup person in GPPs. Mm-hmm. You've got Tanaka and Quintana, 8,600 and 8,000, respectively. Now, both these guys certainly 
on a negative trail. We, there's no denying where they are right now, statistically speaking. Mm-hmm. However, there's nothing showing that they're injured. They're showing that they're missing spots. They're showing they're leaving balls in spots where they're getting hit. They've got matchups tonight, one against Tampa, one at home for New York against Boston. I'm sure the ownership is going to be minute in both of these games. Is there enough track record with both of these guys historically where you feel confident them as a pitcher tonight where you think, hey, there's an opportunity here for the buck this trend and go with one of these two? And if so, which one would you lean, if any? All over Quintana. Absolutely all over Quintana tonight. And I don't, I don't think the ownership's going to be low either. I think that's Really? Oh, at $8,000 against a, against a raise in a pitcher's park, the raise who can't hit lefties to save their life and strike well, out all over them. That was I my think, next point. You yeah, stole I mean, it. I think, Way to go. I think people be all over Quintana. Now, I mean, I, I just – Tanaka, the thing with Tanaka is home runs. And, I mean, if, if here's, here's, here's where, you know, numbers, 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 all those all numbers. But, you know, so – uh, but, he, but, he, but he's a Red Sox fan. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, um, the numbers say the Red Sox are the lowest team in the league and get, with home runs. Uh, so therefore, you know, maybe it is a time to use Tanaka. But the Red Sox are the lowest team in the league with home runs? You know? So it's right. like, you, you know, you don't want to believe. You don't, have to be, you don't have to be a Red Sox fan to say, really? Maybe this is the night that they suddenly get it going, you know? So there is some risk there. But um, it, it's also a little bit more expensive. The uh, the weather's supposed to be okay in New York. I think it's going to be rainy during the day, but then clear up at night. I think the only two places to worry about, I think, were Colorado and Atlanta, I think, at least. And, and those were still just a small chance of, 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 of issues. So there's really, for change, not a whole lot of weather to consider, which is good uh, this year anyway. It, although it's still early June where I am, and I still can't open the door and windows to keep the heat in. It's kind of ridiculous. But anyway... Um, <laughs> So, whatever. Uh, not that I have the heat on, but, you know, the, the heat that I generate off my own body, I need to keep inside. <laughs> so. Well, I think, we've, I think we're, uh, we're getting closer to that 600, I can tell you. We're yeah, getting, I thought you were going to get it closer. We're, to, we're to, getting there. We're getting there. It's like too much closer to too much information. But no, 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 no. Never, never enough. Never enough. <laughs> Squad goals. Baby. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's, one more picture to talk right. about. He's $8,800. Chase Anderson, last two starts, 14 yep. innings, 18 strikeouts, four walks, just four hits, two quality starts, two wins on a roll against San Fran, who is certainly another offense that isn't blowing the doors off anybody. Is 88 the right price, though? I mean, because you talk about Quintana, there's $800 savings between the two of them. And I kind of lean with you there. I think Quintana is a, a terrific opportunity. I, I'm actually not as confident the ownership will be there. I think people are just downright afraid of Quintana right now. Um, Chase Anderson, on the GPP other hand. GPP players. I, yeah. GPP players will not be afraid. Okay. So is Anderson a viable option as well for the 800 more? Yeah, um, I, I like him a little bit. You know, if you know, if you, if you think I'm all wet with cash games, Anderson with, with Scherzer, Anderson's the next guy. Or or if you don't like, if you don't happen to like your hitters, uh, or you want to do a couple cash games and, and diversify, I like Anderson for cash against San Francisco. I know there San Francisco is that team that whenever you, you know, whenever you don't use the pitcher against them, they get shut out. And whenever you, there's always a pitcher like that. Like whenever yeah. you stack against Pelfrey, he has one of those six inning two run games. And then, you know, so San Francisco, that team, the opposite. They're the hitting team that when you use the pitcher against them is when they, you know, move the order along and, and get those seven runs. But I still like Anderson for uh, for the cheaper cash game option. And I know it's in, in, in Miller Park, but the uh, the little, you know, the, the, the dirty little secret is Miller Park plays just barely above average for runs. It's a home run haven, obviously. Right. But there's a difference between pitches park and home run park. 
or hitters park and home run park. Mm-hmm. So if Anderson can keep, you know, and I'm not as worried about homers with San Francisco, and you know, I, I had I had people mad not mad at me, but questioning my 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 loving Samarja yesterday. How dare they? You How know, dare I, anyone question you? You're the well, Todd father, and that know, pisses me go, off. Let's not go there. I, I, I like to be questioned because it makes me better. But the point being, I mean, not that I'm not comparing Anderson to Samarja, but you know, but it's Miller Park. Well, I don't care because uh, it, it's he's, if he doesn't give up homers, he's going to strike out ten guys and they're going to get the win. Anyway, so that so I I'm I, I'm not going to say all over Anderson, but I like Anderson. All right, let's go over to the catchers, top of the board. The usual suspects. You got Posey. You got. Uh, Gary Sanchez, can you justify either one of them, though? I mean, you talk about Gary Sanchez against Pomeranz. They are 3,600. I still feel, you know, I'm never one to like to pay up to catcher. It's not really my thing, per se. Uh, but if I'm going to pay up, I feel pretty good about him. And there anybody else here? I look at this catcher slate and the matchups today, and I just don't like the way they're playing out. Is it is it Brian McCann at 3K against Jake Judas? I mean, can you go that route? Is that one that makes you kind of, well, you know, lefty, lefty righty is coming off a good game here, seeing the ball well, maybe. Uh, 3,000 is certainly a reasonable salary with some power upside. Is there anybody else on this catcher board that you like tonight? Well, actually, I mean, back to Sanchez, if, I, if you can afford him. I mean, we didn't talk about him. If you're going to go with a guy like Brad Peacock and GPPs, who's a pretty viable play, and you can pay up, then, yeah, I'm all over Sanchez and Pomerantz. Pomerantz has the curve working again, but he's also hanging a few. And you don't want to do that to Sanchez. And thirty six hundred is still—it's not a bad price at all. So I, I can—I can see going there. Uh, I, we just don't know. I mean, if Chris Herman's in the lineup, and I, and I know you know Denilson Lamet, I'm probably mispronouncing, and I apologize. Um, the D-man, you know, or whatever. I think you said it just fine. You I mean, know, if you yeah. want to be pretentious, you could say Denilson Lamet. I don't yeah, know how you yeah. want to say it. Well, how about just call him L Dog? Nah, uh, all right. Yeah. All right. Everyone's anyway, a dog. Man. Why is always a dog? I don't know. I don't. You know, why is that the animal um, we choose all the time? I don't, I don't know. Um, anyway, so so if Herman's in the lineup at twenty one hundred, you know, there's there's a punt play, um, and then there's the lock and load. Uh, anytime that Evie is in there against a righty, which is Ch- Chavez tonight. Yeah, Jesse Chavez, uh, <laughs> Alex Evie at 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 three grand three k. Price has finally caught up to the fact that he's locked and loaded against a righty. Um, and I mean, three K, you know, FanDuel. That's that's excessive. When you especially look down, but yeah, those I could I could see non punting with those guys. And maybe, right. you know, Gaddis and Junis if uh if if he's in the lineup, you just don't know. And I need to check, and I should know this because I am a Red Sox fan. Uh, I I don't know if if Palm if Leon catches ten, uh, Pomeranz, and they do have a uh, a regular platoon, and I should know who catches who because it's my job, and I don't. Sorry, um, if Leon's in there against Tanaka at twenty two hundred, I like that. Yeah, I would agree I, with that one because I, I mean it's all talking, I will it's all upside at twenty two hundred. Twenty two hundred, it's all upside. You know, if he's if he's playing, I will check while we're talking while you're hitting the first baseman. I will check to see if he'll be playing. Good man, Paul Goldschmidt, at top of the board, forty six hundred. Carlos Santana, forty five. But you mentioned in Colorado, possibly rain in that one. Anthony Rizzo, forty five as well. Encarnacion, forty four. The E five salary has come up, but uh, that's going to be tricky when you have weather possibility conditions here when you have talent like Encarnacion or Santana and guys like that are you one of these folks that in the GPPs you actually kind of like that because it might scare some ownership down a little bit and chances are a lot of these games do end up getting played it's more of a a concern for the pitchers than the hitters do you see that as more of an opportunity see I'm not a I don't play a ton of lineups if I played a ton of lineups I would that would be one of my one of my hedge lineups is you know Mm -hmm. I want a lot of exposure I play just a couple now tonight 
at least the early reports, there's only like a, a 10, you know, if you can put in, you know, as much as we try to prognosticate players, they're trying to prognosticate weather. There's a 10% uh, postponement in Atlanta and Colorado, uh, the delay threat around 30%. So that, that's, I will, I will not, in a GPP, I'm not worried about that. I'm not going to go there for cash, but in a GPP, that's enough for me to, uh, not to worry about to get maybe maybe of course this could change by by lock as well but at least the early lineups uh if, if this were the if it doesn't change i wouldn't hesitate at all to uh to use them in, in you know if it's 40 you know 20 30 40 percent I, I you know if i played five six seven eight lineups i would do that because as you suggest enough people will be scared off that if that if that stack happens to go off you're already ahead of whatever you know 50 percent of the field now, Joey Votto's only 4,100, and I say only because of how good he's been this year, and mm-hmm. 4,100 seems very reasonable at home in Cincinnati against a right-hander and Adam Wainwright, and I understand Wainwright's, you know, the numbers are showing better a little bit, but I think if you go deeper, there's a lot of underlying things where I don't really buy into any renaissance of Adam Wainwright, so I'm looking at 41 is pretty good, but then I go a little bit further down. And you go down at Milwaukee, Eric Thames, 3,200 mm-hmm. against Matt Cain. I mean, that's just kind of begging. I mean, is that is that not just asking for it? I know he's been even better uh, this year against uh, left-handed pitching than right-handed. But And I understand the zero effect. I understand there's a little bit of foundation with Eric Thames. He's probably a GPP play all the way, and, it's, and it might be an all or nothing. But, my goodness, it seems very tempting. At that price, I think, yeah, absolutely. Um, Matt, Matt, you know, going against Matt Cain. I don't know. I could even use him in cash at that price. It's baked in. Although cash, I'd probably go up to Votto just a bit. But there's some other. I mean, you know, you could say that you could, you could, you could have, you could have, you made that same argument without Matt Carpenter against Tim Edelman. Oh, and and how about Albert Pujols? While we're at it, at 2800. Yeah. I mean, it's another yeah. one against Daniel Norris. There's there's yeah. a lot of these low end first basemen tonight where you know, looking at catcher, I hate catcher. I almost feel like you can make up the catcher deficit a little bit if you want to go up there and spend a little bit on on yeah. Some of those higher rung guys and make it up where you would normally want to spend twenty eight hundred or twenty seven hundred on a catcher. You can actually do that in our first baseman and come away with somebody halfway decent. You know, when I get Matt Adams in a good matchup or uh, Pujols, we talked about Thames. So all those guys are, I think, very viable tonight when you look at those matchups. Is there anybody else that I missed? Is Mitch Moreland another one, too, against Tanaka? Well, just for 33? That. this is one of those interesting uh, sort of game theory things where if you happen to be stock- stacking the Red Sox, Someone Moreland and Ramirez Hanley are the same price, so people are going to go with the lefty righty thing, and they're going to go with Moreland. So a way to you know to get some potential differentiation within a stack is to go with Hanley. And mm. get, you know, it doesn't matter. Tanaka is very philanthropic; he'll give up homers to <laughs> to either side of the plate. So you know, Hanley's not a bad pick. Uh, I need. I, I'm pretty sure Valencia is still playing fairly regularly. If he's in there against Inter Santiago. And then Lucas Duda against Dylan G, or is it G? It's um, G, but you know, you could say G depends on how you feel that day. Yeah, Lots of pronunciation questions. Well, today. that was really... sort of, that was supposed to be a joke based upon our. If people just tune in like ten minutes in, they're going, "Why would he say that?" If you've been here the whole time, you you were laughing. That's right. You got to stick with us. We set them up early, and then we knock them down uh, as we go. Right. Third base, Nolan Arenado, forty six hundred. Miguel Sano, forty two. Donaldson at forty two. Chris Bryant, four K. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Chris Bryant here for a moment. Now, you'll get the overall numbers for Bryant here, 13-26, mm-hmm. you know, hitting around 270. It's a good matchup. He's got Jeff Locke on the mound. And I'm looking at him and all the big salaried ones, and I go, you know what? I, I know, you know, back home in Chicago where Bryant 
historically in his career has been an outstanding hitter. And I think that's a kind of, like I mentioned in the first thing around Votto, I feel like that's a wonderful return on investment. Yeah, you're paying a premium, but you're getting a premium player back. And of all the guys at the top, I feel best about Brian tonight next group. Yeah, Locke's one of those guys where you think you're going to hit just, you know, you can get a hit blindfolded. Then he, you know, he dazzles you and you sit back to the dugout. But yeah, Brian's the top of my board, the third baseman tonight. I don't know if the wind's blowing in or out in Chicago, but um, I don't think I care with Bryant. Right. I think I think he hits the ball hard enough. Yeah. I don't no. think it matters all that much. Jake Lamb, another one, 3,900. He's at home, favorable ballpark. Yeah. Uh, Lamette is a pitcher who, you know, look, if you look at his minor league track record, the guy walks a ton of guys. So yeah. I, I don't see him being a long-term successful guy this first time around in the major leagues. Uh, he might be a big, strong kid who throws hard and all that. That's great. But eventually he's going to get weighted on. Eventually he's still – when all said and done, a five-inning pitcher, in my opinion. So I think Lamb's going to get into that underbelly, round the rest of the Diamondbacks into that San Diego bullpen a little bit. Machado, 3,800. Anthony Rendon, 37. But as we continue to go down there, let's talk a little bit about Todd Frazier. Now, on paper, the matchup against Archer is not the easiest one. But Todd Frazier is another one of these guys who's a bit of a streaky guy. And it seems like over the last week, he's starting to pull out of the funk that he's been in. You know, he's, he's only, I mean, he's getting his hits. He's getting multiple hits. He's walking, which is always something I say, which is important when you see a player starting to see the ball, take better at-bats. The walks are starting to pop up again. So is the power. Is Todd Frazier at 34 kind of a nice contrarian play against Archer, righty-righty, where you think, well, the power's there. Guy who throws hard, guy who hits home runs, that might be a possibility. If you can afford it. Um, I, I don't, I don't love it. I like it enough. I'd contrarian play. Yes. I guess it was a little bit cheaper that the money would be making it less of a contrarian play. So I guess for that, if you, yeah, if you can afford it, it's in there. It's not my, it's not my, I don't know if I, I if I gravitate towards it because it is a big ballpark and, um, Archer can, you know, can handle right-handed hitters pretty well, but he does give it up for the homers like it. Don't love it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anybody else on the third base board that, uh, Tickles your fancy, Mr. Zolda? I don't know. I mean, I just, man, if I was Travis Shad, like, honey, I love you. You know, I the, did good job with the kid, but it's Matt Cain. I got to go. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we'll be seeing that. Uh, no, you know, um, I mean, you, you just, you know, I mean, you mentioned that, 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 that Wainwright's really not anything special. He's doing better. I mean, you want to punt, but, you know, Suarez, Suarez against Wainwright's in play. Um, but you know, you, uh, Donaldson and Han, eh, it's, 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 that's kind of like the Frazier thing with Archer, but mm-hmm. up a step and it's, it's Donaldson. Well, you know, I'm, you actually mentioned Rendon. Um, actually, you know, I thought it just doesn't seem like he should have 20 homers by now. Well, he hits them in, in small – I mean, yeah, Anthony Rendon does nothing and then a whole lot over you know, a weekend. I you know, he had like 12 and like, like, wow, I thought he had like 20 homers so far against McCarthy. I know McCarthy's, you know – Well, Anthony Rendon is like – he's like that kid who, you know, his assignments do the night before and he crams and he gets like, you know, 1,600 on his SATs. But he didn't do any work until that day and then he just shows up. And then when you look at the overalls, you go, wow, what a great score you had. You know, another you mentioned streaky. Another another one of these dirty little secrets is you know what? Every player's streaky. We just we sure. think some are streakier than others, but they're really not. Well, some are. I mean, like, guys like Upton, guys like well, hold on a second. A guy like Justin Upton who goes dormant for an entire month or a Jay Bruce for six weeks historically in his career where he does nothing, that's that's a guy that you can certainly put out there and say, okay, his cold streaks last longer than some other guys. I I see what you're saying. It's baseball so much failure. 
Upton did that once, and everybody thinks that's something because it was so drastic that that's what he does. These the the we, a player does something at the extreme, we remember it and we think that's what he is, but we only remember it because it's an extreme. So uh, it, it's it's. It, I, I don't All know. right. Now you're make I'm gonna have to go in there and I'm gonna pull some Justin Upton stuff today on Twitter okay, with his it. with his monthly monthly stuff over his Diamondback career and his Atlanta career. We're gonna we're gonna hash this out. Actually, better yet, you're gonna come on the Black Book on Fantasy Network and we'll we'll talk about it there. Second base, Jason Kipnis, forty one hundred. Holy crap, I know it's Colorado, but let's let's slow that roll forty one hundred for Jason Kipnis. Jose Altuve, thirty-nine. Let's talk about Altuve because Somehow he is not at the top of the board at second base tonight. He's in Kansas City uh, going against Jake Junis. I know it's righty-righty, but I'm looking at uh, Jose Altuve, and I'm thinking to myself, I think 3,900. Anytime you don't see a four in front of Altuve's name, I'm kind of one to want to get him on that roster. Yeah, the only difference is some of that four comes from steals, and uh, Perez is one of the few catchers that you're afraid to run on nowadays, Salvador Perez. So that, that hurts a little bit. So, I mean, in, in Kansas City... But there's a righty on the mound, in all fairness, there, too. There, there is, but still, Perez doesn't, you know, doesn't, there is. But I'm just saying that's part of it. I mean, there's, all, there's a lot of time there's a righty on the mound, and Perez is able to throw guys out. And not that Altuve is stealing as much, but it's just a small factor. That's all that, that, that he's not as... Not to mention, when you're as hot as Houston is, you're probably not running all that much any, anyway. It's right. Just, but things are things are going their way right yeah. now. Speaking about hot right now and things yeah. going their way, Whit Merrifield, thirty two hundred, uh, certainly a guy that was added in a lot of season long leagues this mm-hmm. past week, and a guy who's making consistent contact. So when you're looking for players where you say, okay, what's the floor? I think on a nightly basis you're getting three to four times value from this guy, and every now and then going a little bit above it. And I think that's okay. I don't think he has to be this you know guy who goes above that. But as a lineup builder right now. 3,200 Whit Merrifield to me facing a guy who, let's face it, is basically a minor league pitcher in Polino tonight. I think uh, that's pretty much I, in his favor. He's a little bit better than that, but that's. I mean, no, I, mean, not, I, I was with you. T- he's better than a minor. A lot of teams. I he, like Paulino. I'm, don't get me wrong. I mean, I do. Right. I, I cover hundreds of prospects in the Black Book every year. I, I, I know exactly who Paulino is, but it's not like he's going out there and facing Scherzer tonight, and also no. limited in the sense of how long he's going to be able to go into these games because they're all going to get baby this. That's what they do. Well, yeah, but then you get Chris Devensky. So anyway, but uh, so uh, the point being, I, the fact that Merrifield's hitting lead up, lead off now, it, how long did it take Kansas City to do that? It's silly. But um, although Escobar got a hit the other day, maybe they'll put him back in lead off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, they're the one that won the World Series. I didn't. But anyway, the point being, yeah, at lead off, you know, Merrifield is a – he doesn't have the home run power you want for GPP, but he's a cash play against Polino for sure. All right, let's talk about $2,400 Jed Lowry against Marco Estrada. Uh, Lowry, another one who's had a very, very quietly productive year. I don't say uh, another guy with maybe not the biggest ceiling in the world, but over the last month or so, when you go back and you look at the numbers, he's hitting for a good average. The power has been okay. He's hitting for a fair amount of doubles, which is a nice thing to see. So, uh, I'm looking at a guy like Jed Lowry, and I see 2,400, and I go, okay, that's a guy that's going to help me go to the top of the board in cash games for Scherzer, and I don't feel like I'm taking a punt there. I'm feeling like that's a guy that has a little bit of upside attached to him. I'm looking at second base, generally speaking, tonight, and I see a fair amount of those guys that you say, oh, okay, Brandon Drury at 21, um, if he's in the lineup tonight. There, there's some other guys there where, just like 
at first base, maybe at second base, you can make up some of that ground in the in the pitching budget department. Yeah, now, yeah, Lowry's not a bad hitter. I'm sure you cover you know tons of hitters in your black book, so you know this. But um, <laughs> is that his little dig there? I like that. I guess so smart guy. Lowry's Lowry. The thing about it is, you know, too, well, because not everybody that, who covers. Let's be honest, Todd. Not everybody who does what we do gets deep into the minor league players. They don't. Well, that's true. That's true. They don't. The I try I, to do that I because don't. those are kind of the leagues that I play. Right. I mean, I'm in a 2014 dynasty league with 240 rostered minor leaguers. So. I, I need to know that just for myself. Right. Understood. I, <laughs> the thing with Lowry is, the, and, and he, you know, as, as we both know, he hits really well between injuries, and he just hasn't gotten hurt yet. So, yes. you know, right. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so so that's sort of the you know, much to Franklin Barreto's a minor leaguers, you know, uh, you know, uh, discuss chagrin. Okay, chagrin. That's the word. Let's have he some has, chagrin. He hasn't gotten hurt yet. Uh, it's a little early. I, I don't drink till afternoon. <laughs> um, I actually don't drink at all anymore, but that's beside the point. Doctors over. So the the point being, uh, yeah, Lowry. Now there's another one of those interesting, you know, you know, push me, pull me sort of things. That if you wanted to go GPP against Estrada, Pinder plays the same position, but um, I don't like Pinder. It, it doesn't have the same. It doesn't actually. It does have the lefty righty thing because Lowry's a uh, switch hit. But um, Estrada is one of those sneaky. You know, not sneaky. He's good now. So uh, I don't know if. Uh, the, it's baked into the price. It is in Oakland, though. I don't know that I love the move because Estrada is pretty good and Oakland is a big park. Yeah, I, well, again, all the more reason why you might be a little bit, you know, uh, sometimes you got to get a little weird. Sometimes you got to go right. a little, you know, a little out there. It's uh, That's how you separate yeah. yourself. But it's not, uh, to me, it's it's a responsible out there. I'm all for the responsible out there players. Well, I think that's how you make headway in DFS. You know Give me, give me Scooter Jeanette who's been playing against righties lately against Adam Wainwright at 2K. I can't get behind anybody yeah. named Scooter. I don't care how good or bad they are. Um, uh, Zach Cozart, 3,700. Thinking about another guy who might be – I mean, here we go. I mean, all-star level, Zach Cozart, Adam Wainwright. I will put him in that stack. I've been, I've been rolling with Cozart a lot this year. Uh, a couple of days ago this weekend, he had another two-home run game. I mean, the guy is just – He's straight balling right now. I mean, this, and 3700 I still say, is a good value. I'm yeah, sorry. I just, I've, I've been sighing here under my breath because I think I turned down three trades in three different leagues where someone was trying to sell, sell me high on Zach Cozart, and I kind of laughed at him and made fun of him and, and stuff like that. Who's, you know, who's, who's laughing now, Zola? Anyway, um, laughing at me, not with me. Yeah, no, again, again against Wainwright again. Uh, not, a, not a bad price. Uh, it's a decent park. Uh, well, it's his own park. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Cincinnati good for home runs. Don't, you know, don't hate that. Don't hate that one. I don't know if it's my cash play, but that's fine. All right. Chris Owings at 2,700 is a big savings right now. Now, he's been a little quiet of late uh, after a pretty good start to the year, but I think still a good enough hitter there where I look at Owings and the skill set, a little bit of pop, a little bit of speed. Uh, I, I can justify at the salary taking a chance on him, maybe more of a kind of a, Shot in the dark GPP kind of play here, but I look at the shortstop position in general tonight, not nearly as fruitful as some of the other ones. So, like we go back and we talked about third base having some options, talk about first base having some options, second base. I think you have to pay up for shortstop tonight. Uh, Bogarts against Tanaka. Yep. You can get behind that one as yeah. well. If Lindor is in Colorado, obviously, and they're, you know, you're not concerned with weather, is that salary the right amount for you against Senzatella at 4,200? Um, it's kind of on the border level for me. Yeah, I kind of lean I, towards a no personally. I, 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 mainly because it's a no. Because more, I mean, Sensatella is you know not a great pitcher, 
but he doesn't give up the homer. And if you're paying that much, you you, you want some home run uh, potential. And, and Lindor hits him, but I don't think I, you know, some sites, you know, some let's do our double dong pick. It would not be Francisco Lindor. No, uh, Carl, especially for Carlos Correa, who we, you know, for a couple hundred dollars more, who's just right. straight raking right now for 4400 yeah. I mean, although it's expensive, I think, once again, just like Brian, we mentioned earlier, sometimes, you know, just because it's high salary doesn't mean it's not a good investment. Right. Sometimes you pay for the premium, you get the premium. That's the idea. Now, baseball is here, and you don't want to get left out without a Rotowire subscription. So, you must make your first deposit on FanDuel today and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible and users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Rotowire on to the outfield. And before we get into any of the big price guys, let's talk about a minor leaguer who recently got called up. Austin Slater, $2,500. Uh, well, people were talking about Christian Arroyo and some of the, you know, potential he had to me a little bit too much miss in his games, not quite the, uh, advanced hitter people wanted him to be. I think they made a mistake there, but now they got Slater up there. If he's in the lineup tonight at 2,500, is this a player that number one ownership completely down on number two, the price is so right that he has to do barely anything to be a useful asset in DFS tonight? I've heard of Slater. I read about him in the Black Book. That's right. Actually, um, no, you did not. I did not cover <laughs> Austin Slater or AC Slater or any Slater in the Black Book this year. Uh, all right. Now, you know what? Yeah, I. there is another recently called up minor leaguer that I like more. Uh, he's even cheaper. Yeah, Slater, I don't know. Well, who is it, you tease? Brett, Brett Phillips. Brett right. Phillips against Matt Cain, if he happens to be in the lineup. I don't know how much they'll be using Phillips. Uh, he, he was kind of called up when Shaw was uh, put on the uh, uh, paternity leave. But uh, in Phillips, I mean, it's more of a tournament play at 2,000. Um, that's if you, if you want to use Scherzer in a tournament, you need Brett Phillips. But yeah, Slater, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. He he's the not so much power, but he's got the the speed. He was uh, he was you know, well, the power's not bad. The double A power on Slater was pretty good. So when you look at the PCL yeah, numbers of late, true. you that's say, well, is there a little bit of a that's true? Is there a moment where you go, oh, he's inflated? It's PCL stuff. But I'm I'm always a you know I'm a stickler for this, and this is why my analysis always of Jake Lamb for the last couple of years is look, this guy hit a ton at double A before he gets into the the very favorable PCL stats and all that stuff. And when you're putting up three, four, five slashes in double A, that's a player that, you know, peaks to me. And I look at Slater as a guy that has, you know, real pop. And you mentioned this, a home run friendly ballpark uh, against Matt Cain. That to me is a, a pretty good $2,500 investment, well, whether it goes Phillips off or not. Has Kane. Phillips has Kane, right? Uh, Slater, Slater doesn't have Kane, does he? Uh, Slater has Chase, Chase Anderson. Anderson. Pardon me. Pardon me, Chase Anderson. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't hate it. No, it, it's an interesting move, and, and you're right. I mean, the ownership will be, will be, you know, low, very, very low. So that's not a bad GBP play. Uh, I don't know if I'm seeing things or some like a weird mirage, but Frenchie Cordero. What, what is this? Do you see this on your board here? If you go to the top of the board at fifty four hundred, San Diego at Arizona, Frenchie Cordero. What is that? Uh. I didn't uh wow. Do you see that? Wow. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> um you know what? Uh that I, I that's that's not a good that's not a good play. Uh no, it's not a good I, I just why is it 54? I can only assume this is an error. Is it is it an yeah, error? Yeah, it happens to the best of us. I've made one or two myself <laughs> a day, an hour. So yeah, no, there's got to be something. 
either that or, you know, back in, in Little League, he got a home run off a of Ray or something. Good old Franchi Cord- uh, Franchi Cordero sounds like some sort of weird cowboy name from some, like, John Wayne film, I feel like. But why? I don't understand. Um... Uh, well, the don't, don't use Franchi Cordero. <laughs> No, oh, it's not even so much to use you know, it so much as I just want to point it out as a funny use, anomaly. Going to use him as a contrarian, and he's going to get two damn home runs, <laughs> and it's going to really put me on tilt. And, oh. and, and that person's going to screenshot their lineup and 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 be like the cat's meow. I can't imagine this is a real thing. Like, I got I got to imagine there's some sort of error here where Franchi Cordero is fifty four hundred dollars in Arizona. But well, uh, I, I think there's an error that Andrew Benettini's twenty eight hundred been attending against Tanaka, but that's just me. Why? Because you think that's too much or not enough? <laughs> but it, it's bad, but lefty against Tanaka in Yankee Stadium. Ben Attendee's got it going again. I think that's a. Uh, I think that's a miss. I think that's a misprice. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so far, uh, recently too, when you look at the top of the outfielders, you always got the same guys. No Trout, obviously, for a while, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about George Springer, who was quiet for a oh. while, but has not been quiet recently. He's 40, a streaky 100. hitter. He is a streaky hitter. It's fun that you mention that like that. But George Springer, 44, in Kansas City, can you get behind that one? Or is that not a good enough ballpark factor for you? Uh, I can. I mean, lock me up with Nelson Cruz against Santiago at the top of my board. Mm. But sure, I mean, Springer has got that double-dong potential and uh, a top of a good lineup. So, yeah, and Kansas City is a better – it's a good hitter's ballpark, but it, it doesn't necessarily lend itself to homers. You go Springer at 44 or J.D. Martinez at 43? <clears throat> oh, let's He's see. He's against your boy, Jesse Chavez. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> Probably, and it's the uh, – it's, it's, you know. Or are you still just locking up Nelson Cruz? I, no, I, well, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm locking up Nelson Cruz. So we got Cruz. the three guys, similar price, Nelson Cruz against the oh, lefty at home. That's where you go. at home, yeah, absolutely. But um, I guess I like Springer a little more than Martinez. It's, 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 it's the, key, the team context. In that you're, you know, you're getting the residual runs and runs and RBI production because of a better lineup from uh, from Springer. All right, how about Domingo Santana, thirty seven hundred here at home against Kane? Yeah, unless he plays for Phillips, which takes takes me out of that run. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. Santiago's quietly got the power stroke going on, mm-hmm. um, so sure, uh, Matt Kane gives it up. I can go there. All right, before we head out of here, because I know we've gone long because we are, uh, well, frankly, we're very entertaining. I mean, let's be honest. That's what we are. <laughs> a- anybody else here? You got Jackie Bradley, 34, Adam Duvall at 34, some value there. Uh, Aaron Hicks, if he's in the lineup, and Brett Gardner, the way they've been playing at 34, seems like that's kind of the sweet spot tonight for your mid-range outfielders. Even Bradley Zimmer at Colorado at 33. I'm looking at that one, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, sign me up for that one. Yeah, if he can hit the ball. I mean, they're, they're teasing us with Schwarber down there, 2,700 against Jeff Locke and Granderson against Dylan, Dylan, Dylan Gee. Um, so, sure, I don't, I don't, I don't, I know Gardner's hitting, but uh, I will take Pomeranz in that matchup, I will, although I will take Hicks on the other side. I don't mind having Hicks at all against Pomeranz. Very good. All right, he's Todd Zoll. You can follow him on Twitter at Todd Zoll. You can follow me at Joe Pisa, Pia 17. For everybody here at Rotowire, have a great night of Daily Fantasy. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.